Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale Original 16. Official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It is brought to you by Original 16, celebrating things done well. And uh, the Calgary Flames, New Jersey Devils, that was the opposition here tonight for uh, the home side, and it finishes in overtime. Kind of a thrilling finish to this hockey game, but uh, it is the Devils that find the overtime winner, and it comes courtesy of the power play. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich, welcome uh, into the post game show. Uh, let's break down this hockey game here tonight. Uh, a tale of two games in some ways. Yeah. Um, and once again, the Calgary Flames had a play from behind, but uh, fought their way back, pushed it to overtime, got their single point. But, uh, you know, just your overall thoughts on uh, tonight's hockey game. Yeah, kind of like you said, the quest for that 60-minute minute effort kind of remains elusive at this point. But uh, if you want to compare this one to Thursday night against the Nashville Predators, I think you have to have a little bit more uh, satisfaction with the uh, the bounce back, the pushback that the Flames had in the final 40 minutes. Um, that opening 20 minutes didn't go well for them, and, and for a lot of it, we saw the New Jersey Devils using their speed and kind of getting in behind the defense and, you know, creating much of their offense that way. What I liked and what the Flames were able to do better over the rest of the night is they started to push back, stand up at the line, create some turnovers, and in turn transition into their own offense. So uh, we know that that's been kind of a sore spot for the team over the past few uh, few days over at practice. And the players, the coaches, they've all talked about the need to do more of that. We saw it. Obviously, they just weren't able to get the extra point tonight. Yeah, no question. And uh, some big saves by Jacob Markstrom yeah. throughout the uh, latter part of this hockey game. And, um, you know, I thought that third period really settled into a bit of a rhythm kind of both yeah. ways. We saw kind of a pushback after the Flames had tied it from the Devils. And, you know, and then the Flames had kind of their own push at the end of the third period, but kind of more of that type of game that you'd like to see, you know, more consistently from this group. Yeah, for sure. And we were talking about it in the first period. Even, even in the latter half of that period, I think it sort of settled down from a Flames perspective. I, I don't think against this Devils team that – you know, we look back at the highlights, they've been putting up some serious offense over the past few nights. So yeah. to get out of the track meet style of game and, and, and have a little bit more control in the way that they were able to n navigate and maneuver through the neutral zone especially, I think was able to you know, help them because this was a challenging, again, first period for them. So I think to settle it down that quickly speaks to some of the progress that hopefully we're going to be seeing over the next few nights here. Well, and we talked about it uh, in the pregame show leading into this one, and that this is a team that is one of the top in terms of goals for, yes. one of the top in terms of goals against, um, shot differential. It's heavy yeah. in their favor, um, almost NHL record-type numbers. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Calgary Flames, you know, to their credit, is a team that also likes to direct a lot of, you know, traffic on yeah. end and some pucks, and they kind of started to, you know, you know, even that out, I guess, as this game went along. Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, we were kind of looking at the stat sheet uh, in anticipation of this game and just yeah. looking at some of the numbers that the Devils have put up this year. They're one of the top possession sure. teams. They are the top team in terms of, uh, you know, generating those high-quality scoring chances. Far and away better than second place, so I think yeah. right now is the Vegas Golden Knights. So you're in for a battle tonight. And like you said, I think for the Flames, this is an area that they're very successful in too. And um, they just need to sort of get back into what we would describe as their game. I think we saw more of that. Again, still a little bit yeah. uneven, a little bit of that roller coaster type of uh, flow to it. But again, more good things than we saw the other night. And that, at the very least, is a good step forward. All right, let's, uh, let's go through the highlights here tonight. Uh, it is a 4-3 final as uh, we... 
finish it all off. But uh, a lot happened to this game, so let's go back and take a look as uh, this eight-game homestand comes to an end here tonight. Uh, early on, it was a good start for the Calgary Flames. Kind of starts with a four-check, and then Nazem Kadri scores his sixth of the season. So we were just talking about it. what is Calgary Flames hockey? Well, it's right there, getting in hard on the forecheck, and Damon Severson has to absorb two hits. And what's the result of that? Obviously, he's late getting back into position. Kadri, who's one of the guys who dishes out some of that physicality, he beats him to the, the post there and is able to capitalize. We'll talk about the hit numbers in uh, a little bit later in this postgame show, but they are very, very outnumbered in terms of uh, the Flames on one side. But uh, we saw the offensive pushback, and it happened quick. Look at the play here by Jack Hughes. Yeah. To find uh, Nathan Bastion going to the front of the net. Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's obviously a breakdown there with the Flames defense. You can't have two blue liners going below the goal line like that. Uh, at the same time, you said it, that's Jack Hughes. It's what he's been doing a lot of, and that's a pretty high-skilled play. Didn't touch his stick very long. Second of the year for Bastion, and uh, it would continue. This one around the blue paint, and the puck kind of finds its way to the side of the net, and that one's put home by Fabian Sutherland, who we'll talk a little bit uh, more about here as this post-game show goes along. Yeah, and again, kind of another breakdown in front, which is unfortunate for Connor Mackey because I actually thought he played that pretty well in being able to angle off Nico Hishier there. It just, you saw a couple forwards enter and exit the frame there, just a bit of miscommunication. And Zetterland, he's uh, looking like quite a player. He capitalizes as well. Second of the year for Zetterland and uh, more from the Devils in that first period. And this one, just a quick touch pass. And you can see the quickness, the transition and uh, it finds the back of the net, courtesy Miles Wood, his fifth of the year. Yeah, and there's another way to create speed. You can either use your feet or you can also use the puck to your advantage. That's what Dougie Hamilton does here, stretching things out and getting the puck in behind the D. Certainly a nice chip play to send uh, you know, the players in alone, Miles Wood with the neat deflection. But again, this is what the Devils were doing in that first half of the game, really stretching things out and getting in behind the defense. Speaking of the stretch, it goes back the other way. Look at uh, Noah Hannafin comes out of the penalty box and uh, he and Tyler Tafoli are stopped, but Elias home on the secondary chance. Yeah, and you noted it as we were watching this play happen in real time. I think what you like best out of this play, Noah Hannafin doesn't fly by the net, circle around, he stays with it. Certainly a neat bit of vision there to get the spinorama pass, but that's what you need. Your guys following up, trailing, and going hard to the net. So a third for Elias Lindholm, who was a big part of this game, both offensively and defensively. We'll uh, talk more about him as well. But Nikita Zdorov locked some huge minutes for the Calgary Flames. Scores here in transition, and uh, what a nice play there by Blake Coleman. We're going to see a lot of Nikita Zadorov throughout this post-game show, and that's a bit of a size mismatch, too. I think he's six foot six going to the net. Nico Hishier, not much he can do when he's sort of got uh, him in the sights, but uh, you love to see the D jumping up in the rush, especially when you're in a one-goal game like that. So there's the uh, way we get to overtime, and then the three-on-three -three turns into a four-on-three thanks to a penalty for the Calgary Flames, and it's Ederlund one more time, this time on the one-timer, who finishes it off and uh, ends up getting the victory for the Devils. Yeah, this is uh, an extended shift. Obviously, a power play in overtime, the four-on-three. Very difficult to defend. You need to make the most of your clears when you get the opportunity. It, uh, you can start to see at this point the killer's getting a bit tired. It opened up that seam, and that's all she wrote. Well, and you'd kind of gotten through a little over a minute, close to a minute and a half of that power play, yeah. too. So you're kind of getting near the end of it. But uh, obviously, with that much ice, uh, it can be dangerous. And they are end up uh, finding that game-winning goal. Uh, we should note before, we'll hear from head coach Charles Sutter here, obviously, very soon. We'll uh, go inside the Calgary Flames locker room as well. Uh, but should note that uh, Michael Stone left this game in the first period. So, you know, for lack of a better basically the entire game, uh, yeah. all but 25 seconds. This is a group that played with five defensemen throughout the course of the night, and uh, I'll go through some of the numbers. We'll go through it after we hear from Daryl Sutter, but uh, some career highs on that back end in terms of minutes logged tonight. 
but just, you know, obviously the workload goes up. They had to spread it around, but especially in that second and third period. Some Absolutely. quality work by that uh, group of D-men. Yeah, and you're already missing your leader on that back end and Chris Tanev, too, to yeah, that upper fair. body injury. So Second game tonight. Yeah, you're getting you're getting stretched pretty thin. But, you know, it's interesting. Rasmus Anderson, we'll have to look at the sheet. I think he was 28-plus through regulation time. but Yeah, 29-43 total. There you go. That, I mean, yeah. and I think he, he set a career high earlier this season. It was at 27 and change. So yeah. another massive step up. I mean, this is what you need from your guys. Everybody needs to step up. And, you know, I spoke to Noah Hannafin this morning just about needing to get their game in order. And he just said it's time for every individual to start having some accountability and, and, and look in the mirror and really understand what you can do better. So, you know, this is one of those situations where you're dealt a tough pass. hand. Yeah, that was, what was that, 50 feet of yeah, sauce? Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. So, yeah, you're, you're dealt a tough hand, but what do you do? You step up, you rise to the occasion, and even contributed to the offense here too. That was not so bad. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, love this play here by Noah Hannafin, like climbing the wall like a left fielder and, <laughs> and brings that puck, keeps it in. But just some good work inside their own defensive zone and uh, some good stick checks. And then obviously the little you know pad stop there by uh, by Noah Hannafin here as well. But uh, man, I, I, like I just went through it, 24-42 for Hannafin. That's not a career high, but it's pretty close. His yep. career highs. You know, 25 minutes and a half. Nikita Zadorov, 28-24 uh, tonight, which is a career high for him as well. And then Mackenzie Weger, I mean, he's logged some big minutes. I just Zadorov was physical all night long, and I think we'd have to look at the hit total again. But I think they had 40-plus after regulation. Yeah. And uh, and we're probably winning in that category 3-1. to one. They played physical, and that's one of the hallmarks of this team, right? Yeah, they did. And yeah. it's funny because normally when you look at the, the hit chart, and especially when it's that lopsided, you might think that one team was chasing the puck all night. Not the yeah. case. I think the possession numbers were actually pretty even throughout right. the night. So uh, it was good to see. But that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, too. That's how you disrupt plays at the blue line and start your offense getting going in transition. Yeah, no question. And just to finish that thought on, on some of the minutes on that back end, 29-43 so almost half the game for Rasmus Anderson and uh, obviously a huge part of this hockey game. Yeah, maybe let's uh, show Michael Stone. We'll get to head coach Daryl Sutter here in a moment. Um, let's let's show you why they were logging some of those big moments, uh, big minutes I should say, throughout the course of this hockey game. This was the very first shift for Michael Stone. Uh, kind of tracked it. It was just on his own and something didn't feel right and uh, right after that first shift ended up going off and has a couple of conversation this is one of the TV timeouts in that first period I think maybe the second TV timeout comes and tests it and you can kind of see the grimace on his face something did not feel perfect and uh, that would be it we wouldn't see him the rest of the night so Stone goes out and that's why you were down to five defensemen the rest of the hockey game. Yeah and you hate it for Michael Stone too a guy who's really you know he signed that one-year contract at the start of training camp and has, has really fought his way back into things. A regular rotation has played well, become a fan favorite in the process. You know it's difficult for him to go through this, but hopefully it's nothing major and we'll see him out in a couple of nights. Yeah, well said. All right, let's, uh, without further ado, let's go hear some post-game uh, thoughts. Uh, head coach Daryl Sutter standing by. Let's listen in on what he had to say tonight. Assessment tonight, Daryl? Fought back, got a point. Take it. Adjustments you guys make from the first to the second period that kind of changed the way the game was played. Put a short in the bench a lot. Can you just talk about the state of your defense tonight? Well, we had one guy only played one shift. Yeah. Well, kind of blew that out of proportion in a hurry, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what about the guys that were left? How'd you see their play tonight? Thought they gave it all they had, all they could, right? I mean, uh, it was a short bench. 
You've spoken pretty highly of Nikita Zadorov's play this year, and he came through with scored a big goal, big goal, big hits, lots of energy. I mean, can't ask much more than that. Should get that out of three or four of them younger guys every night. What were your impressions of your goaltending tonight? Well, he was awesome. And the reason for sitting a couple of the veterans in the third period? They don't have the energy or the emotion in the in the game. Then they don't get to play. It's not. I don't care. It doesn't really matter who they are. I mean, it's what the guys that played in the third got us a point. Just talk about the speed that and the, the problems that that uh, gives gives you a team, the speed that they had. Yeah, it's a different. You know what? You play different types of team. Nashville the other night's a big heavy team, and some of us didn't don't handle that too well. And then tonight's really fast team, and I thought that you know for the most part we managed it pretty good. I just think that the, the uh, you, know, you get short of the back end, and you're not where you want to be there, and then and then. Uh, you know, we're just not getting the production of some of the top end guys. As I said, we're, we we uh, got to take that point. What did you think of the call on Lindholm in overtime? It's not a call in regulation, so it's I don't know how it can be called in overtime. It's got to be frustrating for you to have to resort to sitting players when the team's on a losing streak coming into this game. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, you don't have the energy, you're not very efficient, and you should have the energy because you've only played nine games in a month. So if you don't have the energy, then maybe you have a preparation problem. Good. Thanks, Yep. All right, there's some uh, thoughts from head coach Daryl Sutter. And uh, anything stand out there? I mean, obviously there's a few, but uh, short men and, uh, you know, some quality work by the guys on the back end. Yeah. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, uh, deserving of all the praise from the head coach. Certainly, he was, he was excellent. And, and you know, Daryl Sutter commented a little bit about some of the emotional investment in the game regarding some of the guys. And uh, Zadorov certainly had that. And this actually goes back a few nights ago too. He had the hit when he, or the fight rather, when he sensed that yeah. his team was in need of a spark and that you know maybe he could help change the tide a little bit. And it did. I think we saw a little bit of a response there. And you know, this is how he can impact games. And he's typically not the guy we're going to see going top shelf every night, but. That certainly helps, but when you're going out there and you're laying the body like that and you know creating some chaos at the blue lines like that, guys are going to feed off it. And um, You could tell, too, with what Daryl Sutter was saying there. He's hoping that some of that rubs off on some of the younger guys, especially now with a couple of injuries on the blue line. You're going to need that. So a couple of different leaders emerging in times of, uh, I don't want to say crisis, but adversity, and that's usually what reveals an individual's character. All right, let's uh, continue on and uh, hear more thoughts on tonight's uh, overtime loss. We'll go inside the Calgary Flames locker room, and uh, Blake Coleman is there with his post-game thoughts. Blake, was tonight about not starting on time or energy, or where did you see it tonight? Um, just execution, I think. I mean, we started on time. We scored the first goal. Uh, just an ugly one, kind of the way you want to get it going, and then... Uh, Common theme of just lapses in the D zone. Um, they're not giving our goaltender a chance. Um, it's just it's dragging on too long. Just talk about the D and how they were playing one short. I mean, almost all those three of those guys had career highs tonight. Nice time. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to lose a D, obviously. <clears throat> um, you know, already down Tanny, a big piece of our team, but uh, you got to find ways to win games, and there's. 
you know, there's never an excuse in this game. Um, you guys got to dig and find a way. And I think, uh, unfortunately, come up a goal short in no T, and um, it's just the same old story right now. After how? All right, uh, quick stuff from uh, Blake Coleman there post game, and um, you know I think probably somewhat some common themes there from what we've heard the last couple of nights. But um, you know pointed out goaltending, so too did Daryl Sutter, and maybe just a thought on on Jacob Markstrom and his night's work over 30 stops, and uh, and obviously some really quality ones in there as well. Yeah, and you feel good for Jacob because. Like it or not, he had to answer some very difficult questions in the opening week of the season. And he admitted himself his game wasn't where he needed it to be. But you're rarely going to see a harder worker than him in practice. And it's pretty obvious that he takes so much pride in his craft. And, you know, the way he played tonight, this goes back a few nights, uh, giving his team a puncher's chance. Because this game, honestly, at times could have gotten away from them in that first period. But he was there. And, again, these are not easy stops. These are high-quality players coming in off the rush. Again, going back to that speed discussion that we had earlier. So this is a guy that stood tall, gave his team a chance. And uh, this looks more to me like the Vesna caliber goaltender that we saw last year. He's playing at an elite level. There's no question about that. Yeah, and you just think about those uh, stops and a couple of sequences there in the third period. You know, one was on Hughes, uh, the breakaway, I think. Brad yeah. had the first chance, and then Hughes had the uh, breakaway from just inside the blue line makes two really good saves sure. at a time is critical obviously 3-3 at that point and you just came all the way back um, you yeah. know so it's not only just the volume of it 31 stops but uh, some of the timeliness and the uh, quality of them uh, Jacob Markstrom another good night for him uh, let's hear from a defenseman the aforementioned defenseman uh, Nikita Zadorov now back inside the Flames locker room was that, uh, when you realize that you're going to be down defense like that and just the workload I mean I like it. You get some ice time to play, you know. That's what every player should look for it, you know. As a result, what, what was your observation as to how this got away tonight? I know you scored first, but did you have the overall start that you wanted, or where did you see it getting away? Well, boys fought hard, you know, give them credit. Um, I think we came back. It was uh, shit cold in overtime. Lost us a game. Now inside this room, you, you're obviously going to hit the road. You're going to move forward, uh, but just the idea of, as you said, a veteran group, and you know you guys can be better. How does those discussions go internally? You know? Yeah, I mean we can't be sorry about what's happening right now. You know, it's uh, definitely losing four in a row is unacceptable for our group. Uh, we're going on the road. We haven't done it for a while. You know, been at home for a while, uh, so it's going to be something new for us. Definitely, new energy. Um, New excitement, you know, so I think we, we're going to be just fine. You know, the guys in this room are professionals. We have a really good team. We believe in each other. So I think we, we're going to turn things around. And we're still 500. You know, that's definitely not where we want to be. But um, we got lots of things to do, and I think we, we can do it definitely. Is it more disappointing to have lost all these last few games all at home? Well, that's, I mean, it's disappointing to lose game no matter where you're at. So it doesn't matter home, obviously. From the home crown, it's definitely a little bit bigger. But I think for us, the, for me personally, I don't know. I hate losing any. It doesn't matter where we are playing on the, in Russia or somewhere, you know. So it doesn't matter. Okay, thanks, you. Thanks, you. I'm not sure we can get fined on the post-game show, but it's been brought up a couple <laughs> of times. And this was the penalty that was called in overtime. You heard Daryl describe it as not one they would call in regulation. That was in overtime. So you can be the judge. Make your... Uh, 
your uh, contributions at home? You was in the audience, yeah. not me, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we, you, you said you we can't here. get fined. We don't want to tempt fate. Of well, I can't. I think you can. <laughs> I think you come out of the fine fund. Yeah, right, yeah. which is currently lacking, yeah, so we got to get on that. <laughs> it's empty so far. Got to work on that. We have to load it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything can uh, – everybody will – you could hear, I think, the fans had sure. kind of voiced their opinion at the end of the hockey game as well. Uh, either way – uh, they did score on the power play, and that was the difference in this hockey game. And uh, maybe as we kind of uh, wrap things up here tonight on the uh, postgame show, uh, just uh, on, on the road ahead, uh, obviously the eight-game homestand comes to an end, and you heard briefly there about from Nikita, it's you know time to get on the road, try to mix some things up, and maybe build on what you put in place here at the end of this hockey game. Absolutely, and I think when you look at this quick, you know, it is ultimately a quick trip, three games, you have a three and four, um, you're going to meet some good teams, you're going to see this Devils team in stop two as well, once again, but you're going in to face the New York Islanders, then the Devils, then you go face the Boston Bruins who are absolutely rolling right now, so in addition to the fact that you're going to see some good teams on this trip, I think the players have to be excited about the fact that you're going into some very hostile environments, these are great buildings, loud buildings, if you can't get up for these, there's a problem with you. Uh, I certainly don't. Do you have a problem getting up for games like that? Because we're going to be, the, the chills are going to be going. There's no question about that. I think we're, everybody's a little bit excited to see something different. Um, and I hear the weather's pretty good in New York too. So that's a, another yeah. little silver lining. It, you keep that up and the Flames fans will be booing you next, I think, <laughs> given what we see in the forecast Pardon here. me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, put a wrap on this hockey game and get ready for that road. And, uh, of course, we'll have all the coverage uh, right here on Flames TV and uh, Flames, CalgaryFlames.com as we roll along. But uh, these two teams will meet twice in the span of four days, the first one tonight. And it goes the way of the visitors, 4-3 after an overtime victory by the New Jersey Devils. The Flames will look to play spoiler when they are in Jersey on Tuesday. The next uh, game for the Calgary Flames comes your way Monday. Of course, the first of back-to-backs, it's the Islanders, then the Devils Monday and Tuesday night. And uh, we're not back here at home until the 12th of November. That's when the Jets are in town. Hockey fights cancer night here inside the Scotiabank Saddleball. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. See you soon.